and it's really hard to have fun if you don't know who you are. And of course, not knowing who you are and feeling in this place of ambivalence and inner conflict and pleasing and giving and compensating is bloody exhausting. So it takes up a lot of our energy. Hello and welcome to Behind the Mother Mask. I'm your host, Annie Breen, registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle, not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection, because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, behind the mother mask, back home to yourself. Hello and welcome back to episode 17 of Behind the Mother Mask. I actually um, recorded episode 16 yesterday, so it's the 4th of October today. I recorded it yesterday and I haven't listened back yet. Um, And what I will say is this is almost like the second part of that. So if you feel called to go and listen to that one, please do. I do think that I talked a little bit longer than um, what I needed to. And I know that because I start repeating myself, but I think sometimes it's good to repeat these points. Hopefully they're valuable and I don't want to take for granted um, what I've learned, you know, for you that might be hearing this for the first time that your identity is really important how you prioritize your needs and how you see yourself and how you show up for yourself is one of the greatest gifts we can give to our kids and model to them show them their own potential but yes absolutely we are going to have times where we feel like they get in the way and sometimes that is when things are going well and you want to do more of the stuff that you're kind of thriving at in certain areas of your life And then it's being able to kind of switch gears and drop that in order to go and nurture them or or look after them or whatever that looks like. So that's very much what I talked about yesterday. And I used this um, model, which is a, a missions model, which is very much helping you understand where you're at. So I describe it as kind of disrupting your normal and what's going on in your environment that is controlling your current state of health, how you're feeling about yourself, your life. What are you doing that is maybe what you think you should do, but not necessarily aligned with who you truly are and your values? What are you settling for? What are you settling for that is less than what you deserve and what you have potential to achieve? And then we go up into the internal, so the more mother from inside out. That is the tagline to my business. I've got the energized mother becoming the energized mother, which is significant to today's episode. And then that mother from inside out. So we go from living our life from outside in, being kind of controlled by our external environment to then switching. And this is where the power is. And this is what I'm going to go into today. And it's going to be a lovely episode. It's not going to be so long. And I just think it's going to be so, so valuable. And it's almost like a little bit of a kind of, I guess, masterclass. This is something that I might present on Zoom. And I can certainly do that another time. But we're going to be talking about identity. Because I know when I became a mum, I didn't really, there were so many words that were not in my vocabulary, like overwhelm, that I just suddenly using, started using all the time. Like it's the only word that I could kind of describe, use to articulate how I was feeling, but it didn't quite touch the core, but it was almost like a kind of overarching theme or feeling. Another one was identity. 
I was overwhelmed because I didn't really know who I was. And this is what we're going to get into today, because it might sound a little bit woo-woo and esoteric, but it's absolutely at the heart of everything that you do, everything that you want, and who you are being, who you are becoming. Your actions ultimately come from your identity. And this is where I love to work at this kind of core level. Yes, you can eat all the broccoli and bananas and green smoothies and take all the supplements in the world, but if you don't know who you are, and you don't address some of the stuff that has shaped your identity or is driving your behavior, then it's going to feel like you're pumping up that tire with a hole in it. And this is why um, I think I posted a post a while ago saying it's not about filling your cup, it's about filling your hole, because if there's a hole in the cup, it's going to leak out, right? So identity is very much tied into your energy, and this will become clear. So I am... This is very much, I'd say, a part two. And I'm going to see Frank Turner tonight. So that's very exciting. Um, Let me know if you know Frank Turner. I've actually got some of his lyrics on my website. If you're all about the destination, take a fucking flight. (laughs) So, so true. Um, So that's exciting. And also the motivation to get this recorded in a one <laughs> and not go off on too many tangents. But like I said, it's a really lovely episode and it's all about identity. And it is a little bit more like a masterclass because I'm actually going to leave you with some questions like I've done in the past, because I really want you to get something from these episodes. For me, just speaking openly and honestly and having guests on who are doing the same is absolute gold because it validates how you are feeling. You don't feel so alone. You're not the only one. You're not broken. There's other people that are feeling this way or experiencing these things. And that in itself is healing. But also being a coach and have gone or going through this journey, we're always on it, like Frank Turner says, it's really important for me to share some of these tools in a really kind of nice informal way. I'm not teaching or telling. I'm just sharing a few insights and maybe questions to get you thinking from a new perspective, because that's really been my journey is seeing things from a different perspective. Okay, so before I get into the identity, and this ties into it 100%, on the 27th of October, that's a Thursday, I'm going to be running a masterclass. It is called You Are More Than a Mum. I love that title. And for the first time in like marketing business history, I've actually come up with the title I'm going with, if that makes sense. In the past, I've like spent ages coming up with like a creative title and then asking loads of people what they think and asking coaches and asking for other people's opinions. But I'm just going with this from the heart because this really, this is my work and this means so much to me and it means so much to be able to share with you. So you are more than a mum. And the tagline being, and your kids need to know that more than ever. And the the masterclass is all about how to reclaim your identity with sustained energy. And hopefully after today, that will become clearer why identity is the missing piece of the energy puzzle. Not knowing who we are, being stuck in limiting beliefs and disconnected from our values, and maybe not addressing unresolved trauma from the past can literally be that hole in the tire that we're trying to do all the behaviors and the diet and the exercise and all the external things and kind of slapping the leaves on the tree and putting the bandaid on the wound. But actually, we're not really addressing with the the root cause, the reason that we feel like that in the first place, we are going to be cycling around this kind of exhausted um, survival loop. So Just to be really clear, the link is in the show notes to sign up. It is free. I do need to sign up because I will do it through Zoom. And it's interactive and there'll be a QA and a so you get to chat to me. (laughs) I'll leave free hours. Um, But this masterclass is for you. I just want to be really clear on this um, because I think this is important. If the title doesn't quite cut it and you're thinking, "Mm, what does that mean? It is for you if you feel like there's something wrong with you, if you feel broken and overwhelmed and don't really know how to break free from that cycle, but you know 
you know deep down that you are meant for more, that life can be more beautiful, as Glennon Doyle says, that you are high functioning, but also suffering in silence. So that classic, we wear the mask on the outside life. You look like you're winning at life. Maybe your Instagram highlights or your Facebook account look shiny and people are like liking your posts and even tell, commenting that you look like you're doing really well. But on the inside, you feel like you're failing. You feel like you're falling apart. You feel like you have to wear a mask that says you have it all together. You get hijacked by overwhelming emotions that make you feel out of control. These could be consistently, or they could be at certain parts of the month, specifically maybe before your menstrual cycle, before your period. You worry about the impact of these overwhelming emotions on your children and full stop worry about the impact of how you're feeling right now on your children. You struggle to focus and feel present. It almost feels like your mind is kind of on overdrive and your attention is constantly scattered. And of course, that can create anxiety because we don't know where to place our attention. Um, we're always feeling like we're kind of never getting things fully done. Or maybe you tick off all the to-do list and you still feel unfulfilled or unsatisfied. There's always more and there's never any space for you. You feel like you've lost a piece of who you are. And I hope today that this um, podcast will help with that. And we'll go into it a bit more in the masterclass. You don't feel safe, relaxed or happy in your own skin. And finally, you feel like you're living a legacy of unresolved trauma and stress that you don't fully understand, but feel the weight and effects of. Gives me goosebumps. We don't need to be feeling this way. You do not need to be suffering unnecessarily. I promise you there is a new way. And that's what I'm going to share with you in my masterclass, which is an hour, but the Q&A will be extra. <laughs> I promise you that I've done masterclasses within an hour in the past. I'm actually just... There's no just about it, but I'm going to be sharing my model. In the past, I've kind of done all oh, the one missing piece or the one thing you need to know or the greatest myth, but actually I'm just going to lay it out there. I'm going to lay out the steps and I've simplified these pillars. So I've made them really, really simple because I think sometimes we feel like our problem is really complex and we're consumed and owned by it and we become it and the solution has to be really complex, but it doesn't. So I've just laid out my seven pillars. These are the things that you need to look at, you need to consider, you need to address in order to fill that hole, <laughs> for your tire not to have a hole in it, for you to feel energized, for you to feel more like you, for you to step into your purpose, your potential, for you to be the parent that you want to be, for you to show up in your life how you deserve to. So um, I'm going to Lay those out very simply. And then I'm also going to talk about three of greatest fast tracking tools. So these are tools that literally can fast track your healing, fast track your energy recovery in there that, that I use in my one-to-one. -one. And there will be an opportunity to work with me one-to-one. -one. Obviously, you're not obliged to sign up to that, but there will be an offer there as, as well. So that's that. Go sign up. It's going to be fun. Uh, It'll be bring a cup of tea, some time for you, bring a notebook. Okay, let's get into this then. So yesterday I was talking about how we get stuck at the bottom of this kind of environmental vortex. <laughs> but actually when you start to move up the ladder and you start to connect with your values and your identity and you actually align who you are and your values with this great, greater purpose, this is where change happens with lasting results. This is where I'm so passionate about this. But a lot of this change happens at the identity level. Now, two huge identity shifts for me, and you can think about this, there's kind of those everyday small kind of changes in identity. So they're almost like those drip fed moments that kind of impact our identity and maybe they're not small you know I'm thinking about things like making your child's lunchbox for the last time because they're finishing primary school maybe it's taking your child uh, they all involve your children you can see where this is going to a dance class for the first time or they've changed their mind they're growing up they want to do something different to 
changing in your career or even like just changing how you work. I had a huge identity crisis last year when I figured that I was trying to fit into other people's boxes of running my business and it wasn't working for me. And it was taking me away from my values. It was taking me away from my health. I was abandoning um, what I need to feel well, which is not being sat at a screen, not scrolling social media, being outside, connecting with people, doing my work in front of people, living my legacy, living my work moving, eating well, I was abandoning all of that to fit into someone's box because I was told in order to make money, you need to do this. And that didn't work for me. And it kind of just squeezed all the passion and joy out of my work. And I obviously took this kind of nosedive, but, and that was just part of the, the, the bigger picture. There was the, the ADHD diagnosis, huge identity. Who are you underneath the labels? Whether that's the label of mum, maybe it is a diagnosis or an illness. Maybe it's a role. Maybe it's the career person, wife. Who are you underneath those labels? And that's what I think is so, so powerful to get to understand. And so you have these kind of small things that can happen each day that impact who you are. And then we can have these big identity shifts. For me, motherhood, the transition into motherhood, which I believe is a human upgrade. It is a spiritual awakening. It's a chance where you, a chance, you kind of get forced, a spiritual punch in the face where you're forced to look at yourself. Because for me, it revealed all my vulnerabilities. It was like I was put on the stage for everyone to see and all my vulnerabilities were exposed and I couldn't hide. And there was so much fear and there were things that were coming up. Another word in my vocabulary that I did not understand was limiting beliefs. I felt scared. I felt fearful. I didn't feel enough, but I didn't know then to acknowledge that as a, a limiting belief that might have come from my past. So everything felt very scary and very overwhelming. But I now know that it's been the greatest growth journey and adventure, healing adventure of my life, motherhood. Because without looking at those parts and looking at those unconscious things and those darker parts that come up, we don't get to fully understand who we are. And that's what I'm going to go into today. So actually, we learn a lot through our pain. Pain is a great teacher. Um, puberty, absolutely massive. Um, substance misuse, you know, I have never identified as a drug addict or anything like that. Like, I've never done it. It's so funny. Other people might have put those labels on me in the past, but I have not. I have not. It's really funny because all I was trying to do <laughs> was survive and live. And that happened to be an unhealthy coping strategy. But if you think about it, when you when you make these changes and you make these identity shifts, what we do is when we change our identity, it's like a picture and the puzzle pieces change and it changes for other people. So for me, my social circle changed massively when I went through my detox because I couldn't put myself in the same environment with the same people that contributed to my ill health, my problem, my pain, my coping mechanism, whatever that is. So that changed everything. And that was really hard. And then giving up alcohol, another huge identity shift, going to the pub and not drinking, you know, it creates a lot of uncertainty for the people if they have identified or related to you as being the drinker or the party girl. So that has a huge impact. Motherhood, you know, changing um, our values change, who we hang out with, how we spend our spare time, what we value around our health, what we prioritize, this changes. So it changes for those around you when you start putting boundaries in place, you stop doing that thing, you start doing this thing. It can cause a lot of uncertainty. And, and the thing here is to really hold the bar. And this is why knowing your greater purpose and your mission and why you're doing this is so, so important. Empty nesters. I speak to mums whose children have left home 
and their children and their family have been their mission. It's been a big part of their identity, the role that they have played. And when they leave home, they almost, they feel empty. They don't know what to do because they are creating a new identity. It's so, it's so, so fascinating. And yeah, so there can be these small points of change throughout the day. Maybe it's embarking on a new hobby. It's giving something up. Like I said about children and their milestones, changing can have an impact on our identity, changing how you run your business, how you do things, changing how you do your relationship and how you invest time there. All these different things to these big identity shifts that really make you look at who you are and what underpins that, what shapes your identity. Divorce, illness redundancy so other big things here so it's really the connection to your identity and your values that determines your actions and which determine your life and what I would say here is I've been there and I this is why I do this work it's so important I work with a lot of mums who don't know who they are They don't know who they are and they don't know where to start establishing who they are. And if you don't know who you are, you're not going to be able to make a decision. How many of you get stuck in decision fatigue? Because decision making comes from knowing who you are, what you value, what you believe, what you want, what you need. It's really hard to get motivation if you don't know who you are. It's really hard to do self-care if you don't know who you are, because if you don't know who you are, and, and what I'm talking about is from inside out, you don't know what your body needs. You don't know what your mind needs in order to feel energized, balanced, more resourceful, more able to show up as the parent you want to be. Mental health, it starts to create anxiety and depression because you don't know who you are. So what we tend to do is we mask, we mask to pretend, to perform, to perfect, to please. And we fall into these behaviors of people pleasing and perfecting. And ultimately it's to protect. It's to protect the person that we don't fully understand. Because God forbid, we don't want to show our deficiencies here because we won't look like the label that we told ourselves or society has told us to be the superman, the strong, responsible adult, the person that can do all the things, the person that can take care of their kids, do the housework, do the career. So a lot of it is rooted in protection. And it's really hard to have fun if you don't know who you are. And of course, not knowing who you are and feeling in this place of ambivalence and inner conflict and pleasing and giving and compensating is bloody exhausted. So it takes up exhausting. It takes up a lot of our energy. Okay, so I'm just going to go over. This is not my model. This is James Marcia, but it's his four factors that make up your identity and then I'm going to go into something that's a little bit more fun but I just want to very briefly go over this it might sound a little bit boring but then I'm going to make it really interesting okay so the first part is he's different stages should I say of identity so he talks about foreclosure I don't really know what that means um but he said this is you accept who you you're told you are this is so interesting you just accept who you have been told you are. And when you look at maybe generational patterns and societal kind of patterns as well, you are the academic, you are going to be a doctor or you're going to be a chemist or you're going to be this because this is what your family has done and this is how we do things and this is how we behave and this is how we kind of socialize and this is what we do. You're just told who you are. And then the next one is diffusion. But what that means is no commitment. Nothing really matters. Kind of almost disassociation or numbness from who you are. It's almost like you're just going about your life numb and disassociated. Okay, moratorium. I can't even say that. But what he means by this, and this is where I see, I saw myself and I see a lot of my clients is you don't know who you are. So you try to control life. You try to hold on tightly, and this is only coming from a good intention, but you try to control everything because that reduces anxiety. If you feel like you're in control, 
then you feel like you have a sense of significance. That you're doing things right. You're not harming your kids. You're not doing things wrong. You're doing your best. So we try and control. We hold on tightly to things and we overcompensate. We kind of adopt these people-pleasing perfectionism behaviors to feel accepted and loved and significant and good enough. And we give, we tend to give a lot and prioritize others before our own. And then life can feel here chaotic and unpredictable. And what we tend to do is we mask. We mask that out of protection so that, no, it's not chaotic. I'm in control, I promise. And this, this is where people don't, haven't really found their place. So you've not really found your place. And this can feel scary. And this is where I'd say most of my clients and, and I certainly was. And the next one, according to James Marcia, is achievement. So this is acceptance of who you are. It's connection to your personal identity and values. And you know who I know who I am and what I want. I don't think that is static. That is why I've called my brand Becoming the Energized Mother, because I think we are always becoming. We're always growing. Life is not still. We are in motion. What do our kids do best? They grow, as do we, because we're always learning. Our environment is always changing. So, and what did Frank Turner say, which I'm going to hear him sing tonight, if you're all about the destination, take in flight. So I think we need to see this achievement as this kind of in motion that we're always learning we're always becoming but rather than going back into the comfort zone into the pain into the suffering we're up leveling forward towards our mission and aligning who we are with our values which can change by the way they should change as we upgrade and what I've just put at the at the end and I'm (laughs) I'm not sure if this is the right, but I put the dark night of the soul (laughs) because my experience of this, it's not a night, it's longer than that. It's the space between who you are and who you're becoming, aka the identity shift, aka growth. And I believe this is always happening. But when you do have this sense of worth and value and you like yourself, this is fun because you don't sabotage who you are and disconnect from who you are. You actually work as a team with who you are and you come from this place of greater understanding and you can almost adopt when curveballs happen and challenges happen and you want to take your life to the next level like I'm doing with my business at the moment and the galloping gut hurt. You can hold hands with yourself and say, okay, this is hard. How should we approach it? Like there must be a lesson in this. Change your approach, but not your mission. Where can I get the resources for? What do I need? You see things with curiosity as a challenge and what you can learn from them, not as like this big barrier that like stops you from doing that thing. You can always find ways to overcome things and find the resources. I think that's the difference. But growth is uncomfortable. Sometimes you feel like you're curled up in a ball in the dark room, chained to the radiator. And we need to accept that. But we need to understand it's happening for a reason and that we don't lose sight of our greater vision and mission. Okay, so four parts that make up our identity you're gonna love this this is the lovely non-boring bit and I really must credit Brian Costello for this I think he has actually named this the Costello theory of identity which Brian if you're listening love it (laughs) it's got a really good ring to it I absolutely love it so I learned this from him And yes, this is very much, and Brian was on episode 10 of the podcast, by the way. So this is the four parts that make up your identity. And I think you're really going to resonate with this. And then just after I've gone through these four parts, I'm going to leave you with a few questions for you to ponder on, think about, maybe journal on. Okay, so the first one is echoes of love. And these are the parts that you are taught. So this is what you've been taught by maybe parents, caregivers, friends, siblings, relatives. This is very much about attachment. It's very much about your parental imprinting and your upbringing and your childhood and how you were raised and the environment you were raised into. 
It's what you've been taught. It's what you've learned. It's what you have modeled. Let me just read you the definition of attachment. And I absolutely love this. And I might balls it up, even if I've written it here. I got this from the Jai Institute of Parenting. So I've been working, Dan and I have been working with Fiona and NG, who I interviewed on, is it episode? I can't remember what episode, how to be your child's emotional coach. And she is a parenting coach. And through working with her, we have access to this course. And so let me read what attachment is because I absolutely love this. It kind of makes me feel a bit emotional. But attachment is the quality of psychological and emotional connection shared between a caregiver. So let's just for this podcast, you the mother, but obviously um, parents, caregivers. So shared between you and your child that transcends all space and time. It is the quality of bonding between you and your child that the child will carry with them into their life for the rest of their time on this earth in any context of relation. It is also the bond that is carried down the lineage. So your parents' attachment is based in their attachment with themselves. And your child's sense of attachment is based in your attachment with yourself. So I think what it's trying to say here is how you are connected to yourself and valuing of yourself and feeling worthy and loving of of yourself, that attachment you have with yourself is transcended to your children. We can't create a healthy bond or attachment if we are not connected with ourselves in a healthy way. So I really love that because it just, oh, it encapsulates what I'm trying to do here. It's not selfish to be you and prioritize your needs. It's absolutely essential, but we get to imprint echoes of love onto our children that they carry through and amplify in their life and then pass on to their children. That is the legacy We feel that we have to do so much as mothers and we have to like work really hard and prove ourselves and achieve and have success and like, you know, have the house and the money and everything to show for it. But ultimately what is passed down are not things. It's those echoes of love that comes from that early attachment, which comes from the connection you have with yourself. And there's a really nice question I've got on this later on. Isn't that lovely? So we call them echoes because we are echoing what was transmitted to us. And I talk a lot about transgenerational trauma. I haven't talked much about transgenerational gifts and transgenerational power and healing. And I'd like to shine a light on that. I don't want to ignore the pain that some of you may have inherited or have to have coped with or got through or dealt with. But I really just want to think about the gifts because this was something that was really powerful for me is looking back over my past and looking at the gifts that I inherited. Love, kindness, tenacity, determination, courage, They're amazing gifts and they're gifts that I want to transcend onto Bonnie by living them and being the embodiment of them and how I show up on a daily basis. And the idea is, yes, we pass these echoes of love, like I said, to our children and they get amplified. Think about something I think about when I was writing this is women enduring the war. Like the war wasn't that long ago. How they were empowered by trauma. They had to step up. They had to find jobs. They had to fight for their rights. Absolutely incredible. That empowerment, that sense of individuality, that sense of freedom, that sense of courage, that sense of independence. Incredible. If we think about the echoes of love that have been passed down to us, it's very easy to get kind of blindsided by the pain and the bad stuff. But I think it's really important to look at the gifts. Okay, so that's Echoes of Love. Love it. 
the parts that we have no control over. So this is outside forces. And these are things that happen in our environment or maybe things that have happened before us or where we were born, whether that's where our, we are social kind of grouping, our nationality, whether we're wealthy, whether we're poor, our biology that we have no control over. But what I would just like to say here, because I think it might be more relatable, outside forces. So they're things that happen where we perceive we have no control over, where we feel that we don't. And, you know, we can take the pandemic as a really good example. It's how many of us felt completely out of control, like we did not have any power in this. Um, what's really interesting is when we start to look at these big kind of bang events that happen, we can start to look at our identity and our values and what we want for ourselves and our kids and our response. And that's where the control comes back in. But it doesn't stop it initially from feeling like a crisis that is out of our control. You know, I I have to talk about my mum and how she lost her dad to suicide. That was not within her control. That less left a cluster bomb that, you know, pierced everyone that was left behind, that wounded everyone that was left behind. She had no control over that. So I think it's so, so interesting to look at whether it's a global pandemic, whether it is an illness, whether it's a change in your family dynamic, whether it's a redundancy, it's unique to you if you feel like you have no control of it. Becoming a mum and motherhood not being how you expected it. Maybe you became pregnant and you find out you're having twins. All sorts of different things where you just feel where there's a big kind of bang change of events or there's an event that you just did not predict would happen. So it's it's there's no hierarchy in trauma. If it feels out of control to you, it's out of control. What I'm really interested in, which kind of comes to the next point, is um, your perception of having no control and how we can start to take back the control with how we respond to that. And the next part is it's badges of honor. And this is the part of our past. So this is looking at our successes, our failures, our achievements, our illnesses, but also our hardships and our battle scars. So what are the tough times that you've gone through that have really impacted who you are that you've had to overcome that you've had to work through maybe you are still working through that maybe you have never had the opportunity to even look at that as being a thing I can't tell you how many mums that I work with who have been through an event who, which they didn't deem to be traumatic or a big bang event or a hardship because to them it was just life, it was normal and they just had to get on with it. Go back and listen to Gwen Warren's story on finding freedom after childhood abuse. It's absolutely incredible. It is hard listen, it is triggering. She talks about a lot of graphic violence at the hands of her dad. But it wasn't until she was 18, and I think 18 or 16, that someone else had to tell her she was being abused because it was her normal. Isn't it crazy? There's that example. There's also examples of um, mums who've come to me that when they were eight, nine years old, they were told by a teacher that they weren't good at something or they were made to stand up in class and do something that they didn't like and they were laughed at you know this can have a huge huge impact I have so many stories here parents who have lost mothers who have lost people early on and have never fully like faced their grief or had a chance to talk about it mothers who have had parents who were out working all the time and they were kind of left to their own devices and they grew up just feeling like they weren't important and you know gone off on the kind of rebellious kind of teenage years and trying to find themselves because they didn't have that model but their parent was doing the best they can to provide for them these all these different kind of hardships and tough times and so look at your badges of honor 
And I think what's really important here is it's how we take these battle scars, these hard times, and we turn them into badges of honor. So are you wearing that as a badge of honor? I've been through this hard thing. This is what I did. I've got through it. I'm working for it. And now I want to help others do the same. It's very much my my journey with the energized becoming the energized mother and my work it's also my um, mission with motherhood you know i've been through this this is how i was raised this is what i learned this is what i've grown to believe and this is what i want to pass on through those echoes of love and wearing that badge of honor doing things your way breaking cycles breaking away from the norm we talked about in the, that in the last podcast so how do you wear that badge of honor or are you wearing it like a victim badge has your illness or a big life event defined you you know i always say that you're not defined by your your struggles, but who you become in the face of them. Sometimes we don't have the opportunity for many reasons to heal, to talk about our suffering, to actually do the inner work, to do the kind of trauma work. And we end up becoming our illness. We become that label. We become our trauma. And I tell you what, this is really hard because it, it wires into our nervous system. It feels like we don't have control over our behavior because our nervous system has learned to be in this chronic state of survival. And that really disconnects you from who you truly are because you're being who you think you need to be to survive. And it almost consumes your identity. So I think that's really interesting to look at. And then the next bit is tribal parts. So this is the parts that help us belong. You know, I think there's a lot of grief these days for mothers that the tribe ain't coming. (laughs) And I think a lot of us are doing things in isolation and we're lacking that community and cooperation and collaboration and connection from others and I think this is a this is a huge one um but here you know we can look at our nationality we can look at religions we can look at teams we can look at um our sense of connection with others. And for me, I think the tribal parts is you can create your own team. You can create your own tribe. You can fill your life with people that raise you up. We're always going to have people that challenge us, but ultimately they're the people that we need because they show us, like Pete Crone says, where we're not free. If people are triggering us, that is more about us than them. Obviously, we don't want to be in a room or surrounded by people that do that constantly. We need to start knowing ourselves and we can't put boundaries in place unless we know ourselves. But we get to learn how to learn from those people rather than absorb what they're saying into our kind of cells. So I think this is really important. The tribal parts, who are you surrounding yourself with? And, you know, I've spoken to Jo Gamble on this podcast early on. She was saying we need to be women supporting women and being inspired by inspirational women. So go and listen to podcasts, go and listen to YouTube kind of presentations. Brené Brown, Glennon Doyle, like there's so many people out there it doesn't have to be just physical connection I think that is so important and it is why that I'm trying to organize a live event now to get you in a room to get us in a room because I think when we come together and we feel validated and we can take the mask off and we can be ourselves without worrying what people think that is so liberating that is so powerful I can't tell you that enough so tribal parts maybe your identity has shifted and your social circle has shifted maybe your family dynamic has shifted since you've given up booze and you don't want to stay up late anymore these all these things to kind of look at and consider but you do have the power to create that tribe that really feeds and nourishes who you truly are okay so those are the four parts have a think about them in terms of your identity echoes of love badges of honor, outside forces, and tribal marks. So these are the questions, and then we're done. I didn't check the time again, but never mind. Um, I hope this has been really interesting. And like I said, a change in perspective, offering you a change in perspective. Identity work really is, it's fascinating. And I think we resist it a lot because we resist ourselves. 
we sometimes don't want to go there. And I think when people are talking about opening Pandora's box or not looking at some of these dark things or secrets from the past or things we suppressed, really we're denying ourselves of who we are. Okay, so here are the questions. Number one, get your pen and paper. Uh, (laughs) You can go away and listen to this, but who are you? I want you just to write down in your interpretation who you are and if you find this hard good that's a good sign there's a lot of good work to be done and you're going to feel so much better give me a shout I can help you sign up to the webinar (laughs) the next one I'd love you to write down a story of when you helped someone or one of your greatest contributions. So this is very much about something that you've done for someone else or others. Maybe it's an impact that you've had on others. It could be your own children. It could be your partner. It could be a friend. It could be maybe your clients if you work in the wellness and, and you help people for a living. So a story where you have helped someone or you've contributed to someone. What, next question, number three, what is one of your biggest hardships that you've had to overcome that has shaped who you are today? Again, this is looking how you, who you've become in the face of your struggles. What I would also say here, um, if you are struggling right now and you need help, look, give me a shout, but look back over your past. It's okay to be working through something. I am constantly working through something. (laughs) That's okay. But look back over your past and look at something that you have overcome. I think this is so important. We don't reflect enough. We don't, like, take that set. Never forget where you're coming from. We forget what we've been through, what we've managed to do, what we've achieved. So even the past two or three years, how hard they have been, You've done it. You've come through. Yes, there might be battle scars still to be healed, but you're here. Maybe it's something from childhood that you had to overcome. Maybe it's something in your early 20s. Just something that you've overcome. Number four, what is your biggest skill? What are you good at? Come on. You know, there's lots of things. Write them down. It doesn't have to be one. But what is your biggest skill? I'm good at talking. There we go. What is your most important value? I love this. Um, If you can't answer that again, it's a positive thing because here it just shows there's so much work to be done that is going to make you feel. And I don't mean that in a like, oh, there's so much work to be done. There's so much opportunity to be had to look at this stuff. And you'd be surprised. It can be very simple. It doesn't have to take too long. And it can be massively life-changing and empowering. It is massively life-changing and empowering. So what's your most important value? Mine is courage right now. What belief would you love your children to grow up believing about themselves and the world? So this is the question that's very much rooted in the echoes of love. What are the echoes of love you would love to pass on to your children? So it's almost like a two-part question. What belief would you love your children to grow up believing about themselves and the world? And what are the echoes of love that you would love to pass on to your children? I want Bonnie to believe that she can do whatever she wants. She can do anything and that she always belongs at home. And I'd love to pass down, but I think she's already got it and she's passing it back, is this sense of courage and tenacity and determination and spirit. She's got a lot of that. And resourcefulness that she can work stuff out, regardless of how hard it feels. Next question. Hang on. One, two, three, four, five. That was six, sort of part A and B, so seven. What do your friends, families, colleagues, or people close to you, children, say is your superpower? So what is your superpower according to those closest to you? And what free adjectives, can't say that, do they use to describe you? And if you're thinking, I don't know, go ask them. 
It's a really fun exercise. I do this in my program. It's so fun. Go ask them. Bonnie asked me, Bonnie, I asked Bonnie and she said that I was good at shopping, doing the shopping. <laughs> so don't just ask your kids. Go and ask um, some adults as well. Um, interestingly, Bonnie asked me the question. She asked me what I was born to do not long ago. Um, that's a big, um, deep <laughs> philosophical question, right? She's very clear what she's born to do, to sing and to ride horses. And I was like, uh, to be your mum? But that's probably what we would say. So we think about it. It's a good question. Let's let's use Bonnie's question here too. So what do your what do the people closest to you say your superpower is and how would they describe you in three words, three adjectives? And what are you born to do? And actually that's the next question. What is your greater purpose? And if you struggle with that and please if you go back and listen to the 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 previous podcast on um when your kids get in the way and I talk about mission mission doesn't have to be this big life world changing kind of thing it can be to be a energized mum it can be to be able to be there for your children and you know, pass on your values of kindness and and courage and resourcefulness. It's to model health to your kids, maybe, and help them be as healthy as possible. It's to model fun and have adventure and go see places and take them on different kind of adventures. It can be all these things. It doesn't have to be like your world domination. So, and it can be several things. It doesn't have to be one thing. You are your mission. Knowing yourself is your mission. So what is your greater purpose? Maybe it's creating a change in lifestyle like Dan and I want to do. I want to go and live in a field and have loads of teepees and run like wellness festivals and have a galloping gut hut. If you can't answer that, or you're not sure, that's okay. What are you passionate about? And I love this question because passion comes from what you hate as much as what you love. So um, I had to do this when I was doing a Tony Robbins course and I found it quite hard to write down all the things I loved. But then when he asked me what I hated, like what's wrong with the world? What do you want to change about the world? What do you hate about the world? I know that's a strong word. I found that quite easy <laughs> because we're motivated about the injustices in the world as well. What we want to change. So have a think about that. And then the last question, which is the same as the first, who are you now? Who are you now? And I'm going to leave you on that cliff, identity cliffhanger. I hope that this has been helpful. I love talking about this stuff. Please do go sign up to that webinar. You are more than a mum, how to reclaim your identity with sustained energy. If that resonates with you, the link will be in the show notes. And I will be back next week with another episode of Behind the Mother Mask. Have a good week.